welcome to another episode of Sports and Songs Podcast. We're on Season 5, Episode number 14. Andy, tonight's the sports edition. Sports, sports, sports. That's us. All sports. We'll save Thursday's episode to uh, to music and concerts and tours and albums. But tonight we're going to get the, the folks up to speed with all of our sports. Today's February 5th, 2024. We've got the Super Bowl coming up Sunday. Are we going to do a little Super Bowl preview, Andy? Maybe. Maybe. So I've got I've got maybe. one small bit, and, and that's it. We have really nothing... For that, there's enough of it on ESPN and Fox to we'll give our little two cents here and there. But we're also not going to cover yesterday's Pro Bowl festivities just because it is what it is. Battle of the Network Stars, I thought it was. I wasn't sure. Yeah, I saw that. That was good. Uh, we have a trivia question for the listeners today. We'll start off with, we'll answer it at the end of the end of the episode, uh, but we'll ask the question at the beginning. Um, what did the what did the New York Yankees do on this day in 1920, 1921, 1921? So over 100 years ago, 103 years ago, what were the New York Yankees team doing on this particular day here in February? Way back, way back. Uh, we'll get to the answer at the end. Hookers uh, and blow is not the answer? Uh, I can't confirm nor, nor deny that. No, but 19, uh, so this was 1921, and it's a business deal. It was a business deal oh, is the only hint I'll do. Still could be hookers and blow. Still. But we'll have to wait and see. Right. Yes. Whoops, we'll, whoa, we'll, give the answer, we'll give the answer at the end. All right, here we go. Baseball will be played this month. Okay. It's February, yes. I've been watching the, the, was it the Caribbean or the? Australian? No, the Mexican series where all the Puerto Rican teams and all those champions play. Oh, yeah, the Caribbean series. Yeah, Caribbean series. I saw that on Bally Sports 2 or other. Um, the Australian World Series just ended up, and they're going to have their own little – they have two different leagues down there. They play each other. I am very excited for, for hot stove. It's still going, but for spring training to be next week, and life is good. Yeah, yeah. Fox 9 announced. I saw it on these teams' pages. The Gaylord Islanders and the Lesseur Braves, Fox 9 game, Wednesday, July 10th. That's the only nice. game released so far. I checked on Nine's site. I seriously, people saw this like 10 minutes ago. Okay, it just came out. So they'll release, of course, the entire slate of games, but this is a good one. It looks like the Senior Legion is kicking things off at 5 Hot off the presses, hard. as we say. That should be good. Uh, Gaylord's always good. Lesseur has been good in the past. Yeah, that should be a good, uh, good game. That's uh that's River Valley League, I think. Yes. Food, fun, and ice cream. Love it. And the town, the Tiger Town Classic has got their schedule out for Bell Plain, June seventh, eighth, and ninth. This is also on our Facebook page if you're listening and can't see it. But here's the games for that. They've got tournaments set for that. Just so excited for baseball to start. These, you know, these midsummer tournaments are always good. You know, many towns have them. They're scattered throughout the, the summer. And uh, the Tiger Town has been going on for a long time, this Bell Plain one. It's a double elimination. It's just simply eight teams. That's it. And it's a good time. They got some nice teams. They got Fort Ripley, Freeport. We should see. There should be some good ones. Yes. Minneapolis Mudcats is a Class A team as well. Yes. Now, Fear the Hawk. A killer hawk was supposed to be on the show today. Seattle Seahawks super fan. 
we were going to talk all sports, all Seattle sports stuff. Um, last minute things came up, um, so we have to reschedule. We're looking to have him and maybe a couple other super fans on after the NFL draft instead. We we're looking forward to talking to to him here about all the managerial changes in Washington football right now with the Seahawks and the University of Washington and everything else. Instead of just brag and blah, blah, blah about it, just read it on our social media. We have it out there. And, again, if we have them on after the draft, we'll still be able to talk about the coaches. Some just recently last week have signed. So we'll get a better chance to get a better feel how uh, the media is treating everybody there. Yes. We look forward. Probably end of April we'll have him on. Yeah, right around and the draft he, time, yeah. And he's pretty well versed in all sports, so we should ask him at that time, at, at the end of the NHL season, you know, how the yeah. Seattle Kraken are doing. What are his thoughts? Yes. Kraken. And they got an arena team out there too. The Washington they do, Wolfpack. yes. So he's uh, there's so much football out there. It hurts. Speaking of some football, we're gonna talk here. Here's our bet to the Super Bowl. Did you know no player who finished his collegiate career at Alabama has ever scored a point in the Super Bowl? <laughs> that is awesome. I'm gonna, there's a timeout here. There's a little asterisk to this one. Okay. Okay. Fantasy football points. Yes, quarterbacks have thrown touchdowns. So they're talking about no Alabama player who graduated has crossed the goal line carrying the ball or kicked it through or the upper kicked an extra point. Any kind of point on the scoreboard. Never it's legit happened. point, not fancy football points. Ever in a Super Bowl. Which is now graduate. They've completed their college career. So that's saying you didn't come out three year after two years and scored a touchdown. That's all fine okay. and great. Okay. You may this is, three, you yeah. So this is basically, Andy, it's what it's saying is that a lot of the good guys will declare NFL eligibility for the draft after the junior season or something to come out and probably score many points in the Super Bowl. But those who finished or completed yep. their career in Alabama never has. Boy, that is an interesting stat. Okay, now I saw these two things. They put down, uh, you know, because uh, Kansas City's there for the fourth time in five years and Here's how teams have done four times in five years have done. Of course, Buffalo 0 for 4. Patriots won three out of four. And Kansas City is either going to be two and two or three and one, like the Patriots. You know, oh, who's great? So this other guy put up, he ranked um since the NFL merger his top five dynasties. Okay. And this one really bothered me. Um, not not so much to be a soapbox, not quite enough to be a grinds my gears, but just a just the media bothers me here on this one. Okay. So he puts the Patriots as his top dynasty. Okay, six trophies in 17 years, one every three years. Okay. The 49ers had five in 13 years. Okay. The Chiefs right now got two out of three. That ain't bad. Cowboys had three out of four. That's pretty good. Steelers had four out of, what, seven. That Those are good. Those are dynasties. The Patriots one, the 49er one, I kind of have a little problem with. That's kind of a – yeah, it was still once every three years for the Patriots, but that's still a lot of player turnover. The Cowboys did three out of four. That's pretty cool. Yeah. If the Chiefs can pull three out of four, that's pretty cool. The Patriots were 14 to 18 when they had three out of four. That's a nice run. The Steelers had a nice run. The Niners, I think they did what? three and eight years or something like that, or three and whatever it was, the Montana years and Steve Young. 
but they spread it out that far for all their championships. That's man, you want to talk dynasties? This is since the merger, so of course you don't have the Packer teams on there from pre Super Bowl times and stuff. Yeah, and I think Andy, our definition of dynasty, you know, you and I for our age, you know, I think of the NDSU uh, football. I mean, those yep. were teams back to back to back to back to back. Yeah, the Patriots um, had some good teams. Steelers, I would call probably dynasty. Those Cowboy years, dynasty. Chiefs, yep. you know, if they could do this year, the playoffs, they've gotten into the Super Bowl and won it, but they were not, you know, one of those teams that you just could not beat. Chiefs, you know, yeah. They do well in the postseason, I'm saying, but yeah, um, boy, that's an interesting stat, though. I guess. I mean, and it kind of falls up to to this one. Okay, Andy Reid. In his career, he's had 11 seasons of his 25 where he's coached the conference championship game. Six in a row with Kansas City, and he had five with Philadelphia. Four in a row in the early early 2000s. Now, to a point. The Eagles made the champion their conference championship four straight years. Only yeah. once in the bowl, conference championship four straight years. Isn't that borderline dynasty? Or the very good anyway? They were very good teams. Yeah. Very yeah, good. Yes. All four of those, they were the home field team too, on most of those too. So and but, maybe they call that the NFC dynasty during those years. I mean, that yeah, was- they were kind of the team to beat there for a while. And it looked like they already beat him in the finals, but you know, they were still getting there. So I you know, Andy Reid, 11 out of 25 years, makes the conference championship. Uh three, four, five times he went to the Super Bowl. So, you know. We'll see. Good coach, good guy. Yeah, that's it's good stuff. The last time the Chiefs and Niners played the Super Bowl, we had a global pandemic a month later. I'm just saying. Ah, so I'm just so saying that was what 2019. Yeah, I'm just saying we don't want to have something new come up here no. now. You don't want to jinx no. us, Andy. And I'm, I'm just I just report the news, Dan. Just educate, yes. Oh, yeah, we're just here to educate. You know, I saw a podcast out there. They called that. I'm gonna have to sue them. Okay. Okay, I saw this stat. I thought it was fun. The, na- the nation's best college towns. Of course, Boulder's up there right away, and that's because of Deion Sanders. This is out last year. He would not be up there. Sorry. But you look at this list. Jeez. School up in New York there. Iowa State is five. You look at all these other schools, and look at number 22, Dan. Horns up. NDSU Bison. See? That is correct. And the Gophs are 25. But, Say what you know about the Gophs. They are very popular on campus and in the area there. That you know, People love their maroon and gold, very proud of their teams. Well, I agree there that the neighborhood is popular, but this this is college towns, like towns. Yeah. There shouldn't yeah. be uh, NFL. None of these cities here on this list should be also home to an NFL team. Yeah, which is odd that Minnesota's on there and they have one. Look at all yeah. this. Say list of towns. Boulder, Colorado, Ann Arbor, Michigan, Madison, Wisconsin, Berkeley, California, Chapel Hill, North Carolina. That's a great list. And what here's the thing that blows me away is you see Chapel Hill on here, but you don't see Duke on there. Because ah. Duke is just all football. Chapel Hill's football or basketball for Duke, I'm sorry. 
Chapel Hill's got decent football, decent basketball, girls basketball, baseball. They got it all. So, of course, there's more things to do. Yeah, yeah. That's you a know, good list. So that's kind of a cool list there. And arena ball, here's some time we're going to have arena football. Some have major league teams already. Some don't. Say what you will about that. I think if you do an arena league like this or something like that, you don't put it in major league towns. Yeah. Like, once a, once again, the, this most successful minor league baseball towns or teams are the ones in the smaller size towns mm -hmm. that don't have anything else, and everyone rushes out and watches the games. You know, look at this Billings, Rapid City. There's three in Kansas, for God's sake. Three in Kansas, yes. Albany. You know, Philadelphia, I don't think they need a uh, you know, yeah. team. Minnesota Myth don't need a team, you know, because they've got, you know, baseball. Washington doesn't. They got pro NHL. there. They could put that Washington team in Boise. They could have put it Salt Lake City. I like the West Texas Desert Hawks. Yes, but football in Texas, my God, man. They got, you know, Louisiana, they didn't need one down there. Yeah, so there's so what there is is 16 teams, and they took a couple of years off and regathered, kind of did a reset, yeah, like the UFL and the XFL and the USFL. And so these 16 teams will be going at it here, all indoors on the smaller size stage, the arena league. Um, 50 smaller, yard, smaller number of players, smaller field, but 16 teams, another 10 week schedule, and arena bowl do you have the location for the arena bowl no i don't I did it's the target center this year is it oh yes yeah, so we've so the minnesota team did get target center uh to get the arena bowl to host it here in 2024 and these guys start once again i think it's in end of march april early april do you and still have your uh fighting pike jersey i have a shirt yes it's hanging up uh in the hall of fame I have it. Yes, it's 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 on a bulletin board. Yes, yes. And so they were coached previously. Their top quarterback was Ricky Foggy when they were the Fighting Pike. Now, guess who? Look at that picture. I don't have it anymore. Guess who is the head coach? Ricky Foggy for the Sweet Mitch. Feet. Yes. Speaking of sweet and feet, Adrian Peterson's eighth grade daughter has already got a uh, offer to go to the Gophers. Wow. Now, here's the sad thing. I got this out of the New York Times. Nothing local here. Uh, University of Minnesota Gopher women's basketball team is trying to bring in the daughter of a Minnesota sports icon. Ari Peterson, an eighth grader and daughter of former Vikings running back Adrian Peterson, received an offer from the U of M this week. She, she posted on Instagram. Had a nice talk with Coach. I am blessed and excited to receive my first offer from the University of Minnesota, Go Gophers. Peterson wrote, adding the hashtag, not committed, at the end. She just goes to Providence Academy here in the Plymouth, Minnesota. Okay. One of her teammates, Maddie Greenway, daughter of Chad Greenway. So, uh... Nice. Matt, what is it? So how do you say it? Madden? 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 Madden Greenway, it ends with an N, daughter mm -hmm. of Chad Greenway. I did not know that. So there you go. Wow. Yeah, so she had to, she can't really commit yet because she's too young. Is that why she wrote? Uncommitted? Right, but not committed. I mean. Okay, so she can't verbally commit. Which, in a way, though, 
how many times, especially with football, these kids sign and then still don't go and change their mind. So yeah, uh, yeah, commit and then decommit and then commit mm-hmm. again elsewhere. So it's nice they're going after her for this. Uh, but boy, that's it's fun to watch. Nice press. There's the Mets cap for spring training this year. Okay. Hell of a lot better than the one the Twins have, which I won't show. It makes me throw up a little bit. In my uh, mouth. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, man. It's, it's, it's nuts. Don't do it after eating. Okay. And here's the Mets' top 30 prospects, according to SNY's Joe DeMeo. Now, and his estimated time when they'll come up. I'm not showing all 30. I'm showing the top 10 for a couple of reasons. Um, okay. Jet Williams, they are saying next year. Um, he's an infielder, center fielder. Uh, Drew Gilbert will come up. Uh, these guys are coming up this year, but there's one name on there. The fourth one, Ryan Clifford in 26. That's two years now. First base and outfield. The Mets just gave Alonzo a little bit of an extension, but if this guy's as good as he says, as he has Ryan Clifford, is Pete? Tradable for a bunch of picks or a bunch of names and make 26, 27 our year. I don't know. Just saying. Just throwing it out there. As we say. Yeah, number four pick. Number four is our fourth prospect. prospect. We'll see. Nice. Jet Williams, they say next year, but I wouldn't be surprised if you see him up this year. If the Mets have a season, anything like last year, where they're not mathematically, but logically out of it. At mid-August, you might see Jet come up. Nice. Thor, our boy Thor. Yes. He did pitch a bullpen session for about 16 teams the other day. Um, to kind of, kind of make a little bit of a comeback. The Mets were one of them. But um, as you've been following our social media page, if you have, the Mets have been signing a lot of a lot of guys for one- and two-year deals. So I don't think anything for, for him. But uh, – he was throwing in the low to mid-90s, but he come back as a bullpen guy, a fifth starter. We'll see. Um, they, he impressed a lot of scouts. Pirates were very interested in him. So might see Thor back on the, the diamond, as we like to call it. Yes. Power rankings. We go through all through 30 power rankings uh, from uh, BR Sports Walk-Off. This was one man's rankings, not a real group of people. Just one guy sat down and threw his stuff out there. Oh, funny. Dodgers and Braves and Phillies are and Yankees are top four. Boy, you put a lot of sticking your neck out on that one. Um, it's got the local club at number 10, though. The Twins at 10. And he's got the Mariners at 11. The Mariners, I think, are going to be very exciting this year. I, I agree. You talked about them a lot last year, and now with what they've done in the offseason, this could be fun to watch. They, not saying they'll be at the playoffs, but you're gonna you're not gonna see that mathematically limited star after name for until very late in the year. If not in the playoffs, they, they very well could make it. But um I'd put a hundred bucks on it, but I wouldn't bet the farm and all the animals either. There's a... The Broadway Blue, number number 13, the Met, the Metropolitans. So those are ahead of the Cardinals. I'm happy. They're behind the Phillies, so I'm mad. The Guardians at 19th. I was a little surprised about that one. Hmm. And, and, wow. He's got the Athletics 30th. Again, really sticking your neck out there. Wow. So uh, Sox and Rockies way low, too. The Nationals way low. Angels at 26th. 
But they still got Mike Trout, who's supposed to be the second coming, according to ESPN still. And they have them at 26, so we'll see. I got some quotes from some of the old timers here. Johnny Bench had this quote back in 1975. Jimmy Connors plays two tennis matches and winds up with $850,000. Muhammad Ali fights one bout and winds up with $5 million in his pocket. Me, I play 190 games, and I'm overpaid at $200,000 a year. Johnny Bench, the New York Times, May 25th, 1975. Wow. And that includes... Their postseason games, um, yeah. or is he including preseason? He, he must regular. be doing like the whole year, preseason, okay. postseason, the whole nine yards. Back then, know. he was probably averaging one ninety easily. You know, um, Jimmy Connors two matches, just under a million. Muhammad Ali five mil. The Royals did sign Bobby Witt Jr. today to an extension to a fourteen year con or a fourteen year contract with eleven years guaranteed. Of course, well, he's the highest paid player in team history. You haven't had anyone worth a crap in the last ten years to pay, so yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make it doesn't make it too difficult to make that jump. But if they're putting in this kind of coin into him, and they've been making some nice pickups here in the season, they're going to start opening the checkbook, I think, in Kansas City, and uh, see what they can do. They got someone to build around, someone to want to help. Yeah, I want to play with Bobby Wood Jr., so it's a name to bring other people in. Watch them in a couple, three years, making some noise. It's a Ty Cobb quote. I always like Ty Cobb quotes. Ty Cobb hated the whole Homer craze of the 20, 1920s with people flocking to see bombs instead of a well-placed bunts and slap singles. He thought it took less skill to hit home runs. To prove his point, he told the reporter, I'll show you something today. I'm going to go for home runs for the first time in my career. At the age of 38 in Sportsman's Park, he went six for six, with three homers, a double. The next day, he clubbered two more homers. His five homers in two consecutive games was something that had never been done before, not even by Babe Ruth, the Bambino. Having proven his point, he went back to his old style of slapping singles and well-placed buns. Wow. Now that's a great stat. So if he wanted to, could he have been Babe Ruth before Babe Ruth? Or... Did he just have a good weekend? Who good. Knows? It's a good argument. But it just shows you that, and I agree, we, we've talked about that today. There's all the stat cast numbers and this and that. You don't see bunting anymore for hit. You don't see a slap single anymore. I mean, Rod Crew made a career out of it. I think him and Tony Gwynn were the last two to see. I've seen do that. Wade Boggs, kind of, but he had that big green monster. He just kept plucking him off the wall for doubles all the time. So was that a slap single? Kind of, you know, but you don't see that anymore. One more. Joe DiMaggio is the only player with more than 350 home runs and fewer than 400 strikeouts. Okay. So just smoke that in your pipe. And... Look at his social life he had back then compared to some people now. And he still had numbers like this. Another one, Pete Rose, another Ty Cobb thing. Pete Rose, another guy I love. Should be in the Hall of Fame. When I get the record, all it will make me is a player with the most hits. I'm also the player with the most at-bats and the most outs. 
I never said I was greater player than Ty Cobb. Yep. So Pete admits the record. Yeah, I got the most hits. I got the most at-bats and the most outs, too. You know, that's one thing it's, people don't say a lot. I mean, look at Nolan Ryan. Had all those strikeouts, but how many walks did he give up all the time, too? Well, it's like, uh, you know, the football stats that Tanner Morgan put up for the Gophers. He's been there so long. He invariably yeah. has most of the records, not the best, but has the most completions, career attempts, yardage, touchdowns. Just by playing so long, you're going to get all of those things. And that's what Pete Rose is pointing out here now, too. Now, I also think that he that he was the greatest, but yeah. look at the numbers that he had. But, boy, Ty was something else. But also baseball stats these last few years are changed, too, with the playoffs being expanded. Well, he's got more playoff base hits than everybody else. Well, he played in 20 times the amount of games in a shorter period of time because he had more chances. Yeah. How many at-bats did you have, too, to get those extra hits? You know? Well, wait, what did I do there? Hold on. There we are. Sorry about that. Yes. Caitlin Clark, our girl Caitlin. Um, uh. Kelsey Palm on Caitlin Clark being 65 points away from breaking her record. This is a guy who's played with the, the Aces right now, so it's not someone from 50 years ago. You know, she's happy for her. She's not like, oh, you're breaking my record. She's not making excuses. She's happy to pass on the baton, you know, not holding grudges. Uh, Fox has a live stream of Caitlin Cam on TikTok. They had it for Saturday's game. I'm sure they'll do it for the other games coming up. Or if you follow Fox on TikTok and you put in Caitlin Cam, their whole game, the camera's on just her the whole time. Okay. Nice. Kind of like ESPN back mid-90s when McGuire was going for the home run, they'd interrupt programming for his at-bat. I understand back in the day when Hank Aaron was close to that record, they did that. I guess here's the thing that bothers me a little bit on this, and you know we love our Caitlin Clark here on the Sports and Songs podcast. I just don't like all the attention she's getting because say she can't fulfill that in the next level. I mean, people are selling out and paying thousands of dollars to go to these games now to see this record. They're all going excited. I'm happy for it too. I want to see the record. This will be very exciting. I'm glad she hasn't caved from the pressure yet. But... You know, she's going to get the record. That's not an issue. She's too locked in. I just hope her career afterwards doesn't dud out, you know. Yes. Because here's a quote. Um, <clears throat> Cheryl Swoops on Caitlin Clark's transition to the WNBA. Will Caitlin Clark come into the WNBA and do what she's doing right now immediately? Absolutely not. She, she's not going to come in this first year and just blow it up. It's very rarely do you see a college player go into the straight to the pros for basketball, football, and do that, especially football. These guys are huge. Basketball, these guys are huge. You can be big in college, but you look at a lot of guys that are, you know, oh, I was the big man. I was the, the center on my high school team. So I was the point guard in college. College, you know, so or you're the three in in college. Caitlin Clark's gonna have a nice career, but just please don't, you know, pressure the poor girl. 
But there was this quote underneath it, and I love this quote. That's why I gave the Damon Patterson her credit. Because, man, this first sentence is just the best. Man, Caitlin's going to go straight to the WNBA and drop buckets like a clumsy janitor. <laughs> I thought that was the best right there. That's good. Drop buckets like a clumsy janitor. Yeah, and, she's, and that's going to be the split argument. How good she going to do when she does it? Is that good? Is that bad? You know. So I take this chance to thank you, Lord. Taylor Swift is not dating an, is dating an NFL player, not a NASCAR driver. <laughs> is NASCAR starting this weekend, Dan? Yes. They had to move it up again. Now, they had to move it all to Saturday for all the rain that was due for California on Sunday. So all abbreviated. It was all Saturday night real quick on FS1. Denny Hamlin was your winner. Now, can you go to the other screen ahead and you call up, Dan? Oh, here we go. Yes. Because Denny Hamlin got famous for his quote last year. Let's see if I can play it now and do it right for you. Hold on here. And Denny Hamlin, we're just in a smoke show down here. That was impressive. Denny, you were so confident in this car. You got the pole earlier, but then you slipped back a little bit. How did you fight your way back and take the lead with 10 so laps play some to go? Denny's and interview here. Pass him. Yeah, Fox, a lot of it was just what happened in front of me, right, right with the right 54 and 22, and you just never know what was going to happen there, but I got a really good run Denny Hamlin gets off, of, uh, off of turn two and just got position so and was able to hang on from there. So. It's so chaotic, the restarts, with everyone's just bumping and banging, but it uh, feels great to win here in L.A. Danny, I know you had shoulder surgery in the offseason, so there's question marks coming in. Then you get the big win to kick the season off. What does this mean to you and the team and just starting the year this way? Uh, it's just a you know great momentum boost. It doesn't much more do much more than that, but uh, you know, I clean off all the trophies uh, every January 1st in the entryway of the house, and now we get to add one pretty quick. So really happy about that. Congratulations, Denny quote. Hamlin is your clash winner. He has something to say, I think. You know I beat your favorite driver again, right? That ain't smack talk right there, baby. I don't know what it is. Oh, the favorite driver. So who you is know that? I beat your favorite driver. Because he said that at the end of a race last year because he'd won a race. And he's kind of getting mixed reactions from people. He's kind of been like that, that bad guy in wrestling type thing, you know. And uh, so he goes, that's just kind of his thing now. You know, I beat your favorite driver, right? It's like, that's kind of cool. Yes. Um, Denny Hamlin drives a number 11. Kind of key to remember on that, if you remember last year, he's part owner of the 2311 team or VI or XI, they call it, which is a team that he owns a car with Michael Jordan. Oh, yeah. Car driven by Bubba Wallace. So I don't know if that's why he's kind of part bad guy for that. I don't know, but kind of exciting that. Meet your favorite driver again. So that's kind of a neat thing. NHL received expansion interest from Salt Lake City, which we covered last week. Atlanta, which they had a team before and couldn't hold it. Houston, Cincinnati, Kansas City, and Omaha. So those would be the, I don't know about Atlanta. I don't know. But others I'd be okay with. And also the NHL is exploring the possibility of an outdoor game in Florida. But the weather is an issue. Really? I mean, they did the one in L.A. That was kind of spendy because you got to have a lot of pipes going underneath that rig to keep it frozen the whole time. Um, When they did the All-Star game down there this year, 
they always kind of do special things and kind of had stuff outside on different things. But uh, I don't know how they keep the ice without spending a ton of money on it. Um, they make it somewhat shaded. So there's not direct sunlight on it. But, you know, I think if, their best bet would maybe be is instead of doing like the outdoor, do it like one of the dome stadiums and kind of maybe kind of outdoor but close the dome. I'd be okay with that. I think that would still count as a arena game. I don't know. I got my soapbox. Are you ready? Yes. Here we go. Cheapest ticket so far for the Super Bowl, this was a week ago, was just over $9,000. And here's your view from that seat. Okay. Okay. The Super Bowl, and this is where I kind of go mad. All pro sports for their championships, but the Super Bowl even more. They make it try to be a bigger thing than it is, in my opinion. You're charging $9,000 for this seat, but you try to call your sport the working man's sport. What working man is going to afford $9,000 for a seat up that high at that angle? Yep, they're not. I mean, it's all the beautiful people are still going. And someone cashed in their 401k and bought tickets because the Super Bowl was in town and their team was there. Or they're such a great fan of their team, they went there. But that's okay because they've got the money for it. But like I said, you call yourself the working man, you can't have the seats like that being $9,000. I don't care if it's Kansas City and San Francisco playing. I don't care if it's New Orleans, Atlanta, Minnesota. I don't care who the two teams are. You've got to cap this stuff off. Yes, it's supply and demand. But, and, and it's, the stadiums were going, we only charged $200 for that seat. I can't help it. You went to another site and paid more. Okay, that's where the league also has to step in. It's like, no, you buy the ticket one time. You know, and go back to the old hard school. Here's your paper ticket that says $100 on it. If you ended up paying $5,000 later for it, you saw it was a $100 investment that guy made. So that's on you. Yeah, and and whether the the league wants to do something about it or not, it's it's different because the cities bid on this years in advance specifically to make money and so they know they're going to be charging huge and they don't care about the common man and so it's making the money on this one everyone's off for their own interests so you're right but by the time you get to the world series super bowl things like that the stanley cup there's there's very little i think true actual fans in attendance it's all corporate people with corporate boxes and corporate seats going on behalf of someone else and they may not know or be well versed in the actual game itself or not it's mainly it's a lot of celebrities it's a lot of corporate uh people that go because they get the tickets for free because the you know corporation gave it away or something like that so you can't have it both ways like you said it may be the common man's game during the season but you still get to the end and it ends up like this every, every year so I like to stay home. I like to watch it um, and not get involved with all the stuff, but um, they're making it like a college bowl, you know, a bowl game. You know, it's a whole week of festivities in town and drawing 
money and the ec economic reasons into the city itself, not just the one game, but boy, between the hotels and the bars and the restaurants, just imagine the taxis, the Ubers, uh, oh, yeah. all the money that's coming in to the city. So LA for the first time, I mean, Vegas, first time in Vegas ever, I think a Super Bowl's right. ever been held in the state of Nevada. Right. And so that'll be a first time deal but yeah those tickets it's not it doesn't even interest uh interest me you know to go but like what the i like what the lions did last week for their championship game you know they played in in frisco fort but back at ford field there was like 20 bucks come in sit in the stadium and watch the game on big screen tv yeah they had the viewing party there at ford field yes now, that's a great, great idea have a viewing party for 20 bucks in your hometown and go for that i'd go for that what the yep. hell um you did say something there earlier dan um about taking an Uber. Yes. Um, I don't say this very often, but last week I was I was wrong. You made uh, an error? Uh, as Fonzie would say, I was um, <laughs> mentioned our new sponsor, Midwest Transportation there, uh, Allie, about giving rides to and from oh, the airport. The shuttle, yes. She does go to Medina or to the Chanhassen Dinner Theater. Yeah, I saw that. I, there was I wasn't post. sure. I said, I think it's just the airport. She has come back and corrected me. Um, so if you do go to Medina, she'll take you there and pick you up afterwards. Well, it's a great it's a great thing. I saw also on her page was that uh, if you want to go to the Excel Energy Center, you know, the Target yep. Center, and get a ride home without having to take a taxi or an Uber or a Lyft, and they'll just get a, a shuttle with some friends, and you can get a yep. group of people. Great idea. And it's not. I don't know of any other businesses that do that out here in the West. I'm not right without being familiar with them, but Uber driver where you're kind of going through that thing, but yes, but that's a great uh, opportunity, which I know we're trying to, I know it's a sports episode, Dan, but with her going to Medina, I might have to revisit that docking concert now. Yes. Going to that or the lead of Ford. I have to revisit those now. Yes. Maybe, I wonder if she'll take us to the town ball games back and forth too later in the year. Full like a fifteen game schedule of summer baseball night games. Yeah, because some of those games, those double headers or the tournament days, that that can get kind of that can get kind of ugly. Yes, that's a good point. Uh, late August, late August, and boy, that's early September. September Labor Day weekend. Yeah, I have to put that on speed dial on the phone. I think. Nice. That's all I got, sir. All right, so what we've got is, you know, we talked a little bit about the Arena Football League. Yep. Uh, 16 teams coming in. We talked about the UFL with eight teams. So there's there's 24 teams going to be kicking off here in the spring for to get your football fix. You still have the CFL playing. Uh, lots of things going on. NASCAR is going to be kicking in into high gear. Twins made some moves with some relief yeah. pitching. First baseman, outfielder, or some starting pitching. So things are really moving on. But uh, the hot stove here is going to be ending in a couple of weeks, really basically over one week left, and, and the teams are yeah. going to report. So like Andy said, we're going to see what the Major League Baseball does for more, once again, the, the cash. They'll have one spring training cap that's designed for just a spring training game. So it gets the folks then to buy those, and they come back. And the regular season starts, they toss those aside and they've used the regular caps. But the Mets announced theirs. It sounds like the Twins have announced theirs. All of them did too. Yeah, they're not. They did. Not, so they'll yeah. all announce their branding or logo for yep. what amounts to be as a, as a 30 game 
you know, one month uh, season for the preseason. And they never use those hats. Again, next year there'll be new hats. So they're getting into that mold as far as other sports teams too with uniforms, jerseys, throwbacks, um, alternate jerseys, City Connect. All these things all go into that. So you'll see those come out. Twins, uh, regular teams now will report pitchers and catchers will be first. The rest of the team will show up. They'll play 30, 34 games. Typically, they'll start off against the local college team, perhaps the baseball team, kick into high gear, and that should be it. It's it's going to be exciting to watch. The regular season will be here before we even know it, and then we've got 162 games to go. Now, the NFL, the, the one thing uh, for, for listeners that aren't familiar is Kansas City this year and the 49ers, both, both 14 wins at this point, uh, regular season and the playoffs combined. So very pretty evenly matched 49ers are the number one seed in the NFC chiefs were only the number three seed in the AFC. So um, when we're talking dynasties and whatnot, um, they may be, they may do well in the playoffs or the postseason, but they literally were only the, the thir- third seed in the AFC coming in right in the middle of the pack. So nothing to write home about. We'll see how the game goes here this Sunday. Uh, it's a five thirty start. Like always, that's it. I think that's all that I've got. We've got a trivia answer, right? I, I don't like those. I wish they just move the start up to like noon and be done with it. Yeah. So, and that and that's a good point. I never got that either. The only thing I could think of is if they they keep it stagnant here at this time, so it, so it impacts the West Coast, the East Coast. A, a noon game would be a, you know ten or nine o'clock a.m. in the West Coast if we had it here. Uh, it it impacts it. I guess they arrived at that and they locked in so all the coasts can get a normal, a normal time. Yeah. All right. Uh, There's the twins cap. Okay, here we go. There it is. I looked it up. I'm sorry. Ain't that the whole screen? That's just disgusting. Oh, is that the hat? That's the, that's their hat. Yeah. Minneapolis St. Paul logo. Or MS for yeah, St. Paul. Yeah, yeah, that's not gonna that's not gonna fly, but locally it might, but no. It's just it's gotten too too overboard. But the marketing, the graphic arts designing kind of companies like this, uh, the marketing groups can use this as a platform to see kind of what to kind of get a gauge what works, what doesn't, and it's not. It's never too bad. I mean, no matter how bad it is, it's 30 days. You're going to toss these aside. Yeah, they're anyway, trying to argue the Minneapolis-St. Paul thing back like with the Twin Cities jersey. And yes, like, I, I see what they're trying to do there. But And then there's a new logo each year, you know, for the for the Arizona League, Cactus League, yeah. the Florida, or the Grapefruit League. So they've come up with all these logos. It's just yeah. another reason to sell caps. If you want to get one of these, if someone's into them, you know, wait till the regular season to, to – Go to the Twins Pro Shop and get these a little uh, marked down, a little marked off yeah. a little bit. If you, if you, if you, if this is your thing, but you know, March, uh, you know, seventeenth, the will be there'll be a, an, a, all the caps and uniforms will be green for St. Patrick's Day. You know, so yeah. we'll get the breast cancer awareness in the middle of May. Everything will be pink. Yeah. So they go through all these variations of things, and some people like it, some people don't. But once again, it's the main factor there is these the money, the cash involved with uh, bringing these things out. So they've got a trivia question. Here's the yeah, here's the question. We'll give the answer. Here's the what question. 
What happened on this day in 1921? What did the New York Yankees organization do in 1921 on this day from a business perspective, not a baseball perspective per se? They buy the land for Yankee Stadium? Yes. They bought, they purchased on this day 20 acres in, um, what's the borough? Bronx. In the Bronx. They bought 20-acre parcel in the Bronx on this day in 1921 to be the future home of Yankee baseball, the house that Ruth built. Yes. And so now as of 2010 or, or, or so, they uh, you know the new stadium is just kitty corner to where the old one was, and that was since demolished. But all this parcel of land uh, was still not the Yankees up until today in 1921. So that Bronx area was open, and they bought 20-acre parcel, and it became huge. Well, if anyone knows that, that's the trivia question. Uh, that's the answer. It really means nothing, but I thought that was pretty interesting as far as a, a simple 20-acre plot parcel purchase. Yes. Very, well, it's just neat when those things happen on the day we record the show. That's kind of cool. Yes. Not like, hey, this week in history. It's like, no, today, the day we're recording this. You know, it would have been a the big the big news in the hot stove back then, 1921. Um, you know, hey, we're going to build this new stadium, and you know they were playing at were they at the Polo Grounds? Yeah. Or Ebbets? Uh, yeah, Polo. So, yeah. now they're set to go, but uh, should be fun. I was like looking at those interesting ratings to the preseason power rankings for baseball, and a lot of that's based on who you who you got who you got rid of who you acquired. Um, the only downfall of rankings like that, it doesn't take into account the chemistry on the bench. And, and yeah, in baseball, it's one of the biggest, biggest things. You can have the best players, and yeah. if you don't have that chemistry, you don't have that uh, chemistry on the bench, you're not going to win too many ball games. So it's uh, You're telling me all the players on all 30 teams are going to be healthy all year long. Yes, and healthy too. There's going to be no injuries, yeah, yeah. and everything's going to be healthy all year, all these teams. Then that guy's a genius. He's going to be right. But that's not going to happen. There's so uh, the fun thing about baseball is so many variables. Uh, there's so many variables every day. There's something um, new once the ba- major league baseball season kicks in. Yep, that's all I've got. got all right, have a good week, everyone. See you. See you.